Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. All right. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. And I am Ryan McCarsky. Ryan, we are now hearing your voice. <laughs> yes. You are out of you are out of the tunnel. You are out <laughs> of the the no. I mean, you literally are probably still in the midst of no sleep, and yes. we probably still talking to a shell of you because you probably <laughs> like you probably still like in days sleep. But we are so happy to have you. We are so excited for you. We want to say as a community, we're happy for you and Amber. Uh, we're excited that you are a brand new, not that you're a new father, you have a brand yeah. new baby girl and you're yep. a father yep. of a baby girl. Yep. You know, everybody knows Ezra because we talk about him. Yep. I'm going to shut up now. You're going to introduce to the to the world your yep. baby girl and then you're going to tell us how, how you've been doing. Well, I'm, I'm excited to be back. Um, definitely missed. I, I, I loved the podcast last week, Danny. I listened to the monologue. I love the it. long I, extended I, monologue. I, I love it. And I, I know that our, our listeners are, are excited to hear what we're going to go into today, but yes, baby girl, she's uh we had the two week well check today and she's doing great. She's, she's growing. And the, the doctor, we asked the important question. So do we have to like wake her up to feed her? Can we just sleep and like, let her wake us up? And he was like, let her wake you up. I was like, Come on, Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> because, man, I'm telling you, when I mean, any, any of our listeners that have babies know early on, it's like every three hours, man, you feed, you don't sleep for three, you probably sleep for like two hours and maybe two hours and 15 minutes, and then you're up again and going. So yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a, uh, like you said, a shell, but I'm mentally, I think, better than I was like a week ago. So I'm, I'm doing good. And you, and you can stop by. Danny's Danny's been able to hold the baby girl quite quite a few times already, which has been awesome. Oh, I love her so much. Tell us her name. Okay, so um, her name is Ava Margaret. Um, Ava as an E V A. Uh, two reasons why because that one the Hebrew meaning and the Hebrew spelling is E V A. And also, my wife Amber has taught Spanish for a decade, and Ava in Spanish is E V A. So. We went with that and it means living or living one. And I didn't actually know this, but the middle name Margaret really was for my grandmother. Uh, secretly, that's Amber's favorite person. She loved my grandmother. She passed away actually before Ezra was born, unfortunately. Um, but Margaret means pearl of what I found out from a friend. So our baby girl means living pearl. Come on, uh, man. Which is, which is awesome. And my son, Ezra, it's Ezra William and Ezra means helper and William means protector. So he is a helper and a protector of our living, a living pearl. pearl. So, Come on, man. so it's, it's, uh, it's awesome how that, how that, but I mean, she's, she's great. Um, no one's no, most of the, the podcast listeners don't know what my wife looks like, but my wife's Italian. She looks Hispanic, but our, totally kids, Hispanic. Both, our kid, our kids both look like me. So light hair, light skin, light eyes. So it's very interesting how the, the DNA worked out. <laughs> Listen, she's precious and she's definitely, when I'm saying she's a living pearl, man, her eyes stay up. Now, this yep. is beautiful because I got to hold her when she's really up and I got to hold her when she was falling asleep in my arms because, boy, she she falls asleep. She's she's done it. <laughs> she, was it. Holding, she was holding this pacifier in a way like if you touch it, I would knock you out. It was, it was the cutest thing. She pulled it out of her mouth, but she had it with a grip. Like if you yep. touch me. Uh, and then when I moved her for a second uh, to hand her over, she gave this little, like, what are you doing? I was so comfortable. I'm a pinch yep. your head. Uh, but <laughs> she doesn't want to be messed with, man. That's she does not want to be messed with. I already know that for sure. Like she's wide awake, but when she sleep, leave her be like That's many it. of us. I don't know who, I haven't met one person, to be honest, Ryan, and our and our listeners can tell yep. us this. I haven't met one person that likes to be woken up. <laughs> no, no, yeah, and that's that's the toughest thing, man. I'm like, I wake her up, you know, they because you know you have to feed them on a schedule. Um, but it was good. Like, I think the big thing is like when you reach the two weeks, if they exceeded their birth weight, 
then they're like, okay, they're, they're probably fine. And they'll, they're going to probably eat just fine. So praise God. That's good. You know, to, to be able to sleep a little bit and not have to set an alarm like, Oh, okay. Three hour alarm coming up and Oh man. So it'll be a good man. night. <laughs> well, we, we missed you. We excited to have you. Yes. I know in the last podcast you heard it. Uh, and many folks have, have told me, man, uh, that they will like touched by it. And, I, and the Lord still continued to, Man, I, I was overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit as we were doing that podcast. Uh, and it was yeah. listening to the Spirit. I mean, one of the scriptures that stood like a vivid in my mind is when we talked about Proverbs. I said yeah. that we should give attention, right? Like pay give attention our attention to the Holy Spirit and lend our ear to him, right? Which was lend our ear to understanding. Pay attention to wisdom and lend our ear to understanding. But you know, throughout that podcast, uh, we talked a little bit about the commandments and how, how many times we <laughs> we have this theology that mixes, you know what I mean, Brian? And I know you heard it because I, and I, and I even said in the podcast, yeah. Hey, I think we should probably pause yeah. a second and mm -hmm. probably explain this a little bit more because I think the commandments and what the commandments and how to be obedient when people say, Oh, you better be obedient to, to the commandments of Jesus. And like, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's still a little bit distorted. We still look at that as a moral law uh, more than just this living out, grace period with jesus um and i wanted to dive in and i thought and and maybe uh you can explain from a listener's point of view when you heard it what you yeah. thought about it but I, I i you know i really thought so we are going to pause our second timothy because it's on mm -hmm. bolsters we're probably going to pause three weeks worth i'm just being honest so i'm preparing everybody yeah. but it's yep. cool because again one of the things i want to do last week is I think the church a lot of times and, and the leaders of the church and i and i am the church and you are the church we are a church, right? Mm -hmm. we're, not a, we're not a building. I think the body shies away from current events sometimes because yep. e e either one, we don't want to address it. We don't know how to address it. We don't know what to say. You know what I mean? And then so we say nothing, right? And so one of the things I wanted to do was address some of the current events, but at the same time, address the church to really begin to start applying itself to what Jesus actually has commanded us to do, which is actually be this ball of love to actually be active in our faith and actually do right, uh, do justice, not just say we believe in justice. So, from a listener's point of view, what did you hear when you when you heard me talk about the commandments and all this, and that as as we have talked about in the last week or so? Yeah, I mean the the major thing that stood out from from the podcast for me, and I'll I'll echo what Amber what Amber said um, to me about it is she she loved and I loved how you covered that you know, we as a church have to be the hands and feet. Like we really do. We have to do like, we all have different roles in what, why we were placed here and, and what it's, what we're called to do here. And I, I just loved about the podcast, how when you hit on current events, it's like, okay, so how do we, how do we meet the need? I think when I, when I look at the commandments and we talked about the commandments, there's a lot of list of rules, right? And we, we do that. We've kind of adopted that as a church where we live a life a lot of times with a list of rules, but then we actually just, we see things going on in the world and we don't actually meet need. And I think that was the huge kind of thing that you really were talking about in the podcast that stood out to me was like, how do we hear the Holy Spirit um, when there's needs in the world? And then how do we actually meet those? And what can we, what can we do as a church to, to be better about that, as opposed to shy away from it and go into just, Hey, we're going to just follow suit with our rules and not actually make an impact kind of on the, on the world that we, that we're in. I love that you say that because what people use as an excuse scripture to me is, that, Oh, how, how do they, instead of doing something, it's like, how do they heal without a preacher? Right. It's, yeah. the, it's the one, but the word preacher, like it's not, it's not a word of like, I'm proclaiming just words. Like literally yeah. the, the word literally means to live, right? So yeah. so preaching the gospel in the New Testament orient or in the New Testament atmosphere is not actually getting in the pulpit and preach the sermon. That's, yeah. that's the, we have to get out these non-contextual things that we try to bring up because we saw Americans and we bring everything through American lens, we think, oh, that's what it means. It actually really does not mean that. Mm. Proclaiming or preaching the gospel is actually doing the gospel. That's how yep. we proclaim the gospel. I proclaim yep. the gospel not because I sit to somebody and tell them, hey, I got to love you better. 
I proclaim the gospel by loving better. We have yeah. to make a shift in the church of, uh, I would say America because we're in America, but I think the global church, because I think we have taken this message to the global church. We have taken this, we adopted this thing, all that. We got to get into our, our walls and preach to each other. That is actually not the context of the New Testament. The context no. of the New Testament is actually doers. It's actually being. So how, how does somebody, um, how do you teach on love? Well, somebody has to experience love. How do you teach on hospitality? Someone has to teach on hospitality. Even deliverance. How do you preach on deliverance? Someone has to walk in freedom, right? Mm -hmm. Those things are the, like, we we got this mentality, like, oh, we got to give them these scriptures. We give. No, those scriptures, how do you become better disciplined learners? Is actually being able to show who he is to the earth, right? That I, actually keeps yeah. us in our lane. Go ahead. I know as you're as you're talking, I was just I was thinking like just just read the book of Acts and watch Paul, right? So I mean, Paul when he didn't have funds, he pitched tents. People needed tents in that region. He knew how to do that job, so he did it. And so, and people took articles of his clothing and were healed from that. And he was he was just sweating from working. I mean, so he didn't even try. He had the Holy Spirit essentially dripping off of him. And then I thought about Paul when he was he was um, shipwrecked in Malta in Acts 28. But it was Acts 27 when people were freaking out because they were in a storm. And and, you know, he got a revelation like, hey, we're going to be fine. We're going to wreck, but we're going to be fine. And that's like him being an encourager in the midst of literally a storm. So he was doing ministry. But he wasn't in the confines of the church, the church building at all. Yes, did he preach in houses? Yes, did he preach in synagogues? But I'm sure he was preaching to people on the boat. But preaching, he was literally like being an encourager of, hey, the Lord just spoke to me. We're going to be okay. And then when he was on the island of Malta, you know, being able to speak to the chief there, he wasn't like, oh, you're not a Christian, so I can't talk to you. It was a, a chief, chief of a tribe. I mean, so he, he gave a great example of like doing life with God outside of the confines of, of the building. Paul didn't live that way. Paul was transient. He did what he needed to do to, to preach the word. However, we consider preach because we look at preach as an interesting word. Yeah, you're 100 percent. And again, we we put these parameters on these different definitions and we tethered them to religion structures and it's yep. like that has nothing to do with the organic growing church the organic yep. growing church when when jesus is sitting uh you made me think when he was in philippi he asked who do men say that i am yep. he's literally looking at uh, uh uh these these uh these temples that were being worshipped with the god pan and the god astral yep. these gods were being worshipped but he also saw water flowing and so he said he was talking about the living church or the living waters of the church Literally, that's what we are. We flew it. We we go and we are. He's literally experienced that as he's looking at the water flowing from one top of the mountain to the to the bottom, into mm -hmm. into the River Jordan. When he's looking at this happening, he's literally experiencing the church in his heart and mind, saying, "This is going to be the life church. It's it's mm -hmm. going to bring fresh refreshing water everywhere it goes." And that's why Stephen, right when he gets martyred, the church is what pushed out why because it's like go be the living breath of god right be the the trumpet of god let him let his life remember we talked about a couple of weeks and john says and that the light was his life right and that life is in you right and you're not the light he is the light but that light is life that flows out of you right his living breath flows out so we become a fresher breath air spiritually Everywhere we go and those places are changed because our proclamation is not just, hey, the word says there's something to say that what we're doing here on the podcast, we study. We everyone that tunes into the podcast are those who have been saved, who are being saved, who are continuing, will be saved, right? Uh, but they have they are lifelong learners to want to learn more, right? That's a different group from just doing life together and just putting what we are learning in these settings into motion. I mean, just giving you an example, because I, I told you I just came, 
I just came out from outside. One of our good friends, Jeremy, he might listen to this. His wife's hanging out with my wife. I was playing ball with his kids and was able to talk to his older son just about life. Um, I didn't give him a scripture. I know, and I know he's a, his son's a believer anyway. And, and but we, we just, we did life together. We had fun. We, we were playing sports and just talking about all kinds of things. And you and I had a powerful conversation last night about just, we, when you're filled with the spirit, you just do life, just live. And the spirit's going to show up and you don't have to like do this grandiose um, lighting candles and having the room perfect and this and that. It's like, it could look messy and the spirit just comes in and, and, and someone's life gets transformed right there just by just a, a general conversation that they encounter Jesus. And that's what we're trying to I think that's what we're trying to get across because church on Sunday can get, well, we got to make sure we do it in the right order in the right time frame, And that's honestly like not God, God moves whenever he wants. Well, and, and it doesn't allow you to wrestle with the stuff that we're going to talk about today. Right. Which, which yeah. Jesus, uh, the law of Christ or the fulfillment of the law. Right. It doesn't give you time to wrestle. I think we had this conversation last night at your house. Like we don't know how to wrestle through thought patterns, right? Yeah. We we are handed these thought patterns. This is what we do. We 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 use preaching. I'm I'm doing quotations right now. We use yeah. preaching and saying this is the doctrine that you need to believe, and we hold on to these doctrines so tight, right? When we ourselves don't even know the fullness of that doctrine, right? We we it's fluid within us, and we don't know how to be honest and say things are fluid. I'm growing, like I, again salvation is not a destination or a product that is sold right and that it's it's measurable through these outcomes that we even the measures that we use for somebody being saved i'm telling you scripture blows them apart right because there's yeah. a thin line when it comes to paul of what save and what not save it, it really is now i know someone's going to get offended when i say that but it is when you look at what the people that paul calls saved most religious people in America today would, would say they absolutely not, you know, but Paul said I mean, they absolutely are, you know. I mean, you, you've told me many a times, Danny, that when, when we get to heaven, we're going to look to our left and our right and be like, wait, you're here? I mean, I, and you said we're going to be like, I think our eyes are going to be, we're going to be really surprised with some of the stuff we may have been judgmental about certain people and they are saved. Because we're going to be surprised at the grace, how far his grace extends and how far yeah. his love extends. And, and it's going to bring me to the first scripture, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. Ephesians mm -hmm. chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. Uh, I, I, I open up with this scripture, Ryan, on purpose. I was at a mm -hmm. concert on Monday with Deb. Uh, shout out to King's Kaleidoscope. If you haven't heard, their new uh, stuff is coming out this weekend. Uh Man, they concert. If you get to get a concert for Keen Sky, let's go, go. It'll bless your heart. The incredible humans. But Chad, the lead singer, was having a conversation with a group of us before the concert. And he was talking about, you know, one of the things um, he was talking about the beauty, uh, beautiful eulogy one and the beauty, the beauty in between. And some people were asking him some of the words uh, that he uses and some of the vocabulary he uses in some of the songs and what the meaning, and he put it a simple way. He, he said, he said, a lot of the meanings is like, we're just trying to get rid of this grace police. And it just stood, it, Ryan, it was like, oh, I love that, right? He said two things that blew my mind, that, and he says, he says, what we're trying to do with people is have them rewrite their story. And God mm -hmm. is okay with your story because he created you in his image, right? And so I love that that we have to deal with the folks that are trying to be the grace police, right? Yeah. And 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 the, most of those folks don't understand fully what they're talking about, right? It's like when people quote to me, uh, uh, Romans say, oh, you know, for the wages of sin is death. Well, that's not really what it says. <laughs> like, let's read the whole thing. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is everlasting life in Christ Jesus. There's a but there. Read the whole verse, right? Don't stay <laughs> stuck. Yes, the wages of sin is death. And yes, sin brought in some type of death and separation. But Jesus, and we're going to read some scripture today, right? If the first Adam did what he did, how much more would this second Adam do, right? 
And it's mm-hmm. weird for me how we how we put more emphasis on the first Adam and what he's done yeah. than what we do in the second Adam, what the second Adam has done, right? If yep. he comes to reconcile the globe, if he's if the cross were what it is, then we have to not only believe it, but we actually have to live it and look at people through cross-centric ways, right? Yep. Oh, go ahead, I get excited. No, that's that's so so good. Keep going. Go. go All right. So Ephesians, Ephesians 2 8 10 says, By grace you have been saved through faith. You have been saved through faith. I gotta say that a lot. Not by anything else. You have to be saved. And that not of yourself. Can somebody underline? You cannot save yourself, no matter how much you want to save yourself. So that means there's nothing that you, oh, I know this is gonna hurt people. There's nothing that you do gets you saved. It's everything that Jesus done already. Like this is the tenet of our faith. But the problem, Ryan, is that we say this, but we live opposite of this. <laughs> we say this, but we go. But Danny, you know you got to do A, B, and C. And my question is, if you don't do A, B, and C, are you still saved? Because it's not of yourself. Yep. Now listen to what it says. It's, a, it's the gift of God. God gave you that gift that you did not deserve, that you didn't earn, that you couldn't work for. He gave you the gift, not of your works. The word works there is a, a word ergon. The word means to occupy. It means business like employment, like doing. Meaning basically, I'm going to do something to get a paycheck out of it. <laughs> mm. I'm doing something to get something out of it. You know, there's nothing that you can do. To, it, it says that which uh, one of the is, is an enterprise, is, is, is production, it's accomplishment by hand, it's art industry, it's, it's deeds, things being done. This is what this word means. So he says, not of things you can do with your hands, not of occupation, like I'm going to get something. He said, none of that works when it comes to salvation. Lest anyone should boast, meaning you're going to think that your accomplishments, what you've done, was able to get you this gift. He said, mm-hmm. no one can boast. No one can say, hey, I did one, two, and three, and that's why I'm saved. That's why, that's why he saved me. That's why Jesus, no, he's not saying that. It's grace alone, through faith. But we are his work, like this, we, we should do a whole lesson on, we are his workmanships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You don't understand. Not that you are a workmanship. We are his workmanship. Like he's working in us, through us. Why? Because he created every human in his image. Mm -hmm. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Didn't I say that? I don't think we ever read that part right there, Ryan. Didn't Mm -hmm. I say that you and I were created in Christ Jesus for good works? Yes. Yep. So when God had... Ryan and Danny and mine, before we formed this in our mother's womb, we came from him. And part of our creation DNA was he created Jesus within us so that we can do what he desires out of us, which is shine as sunshine. Mm -hmm. Signs is literally shine as suns to the earth. What? Mm -hmm. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Oh, Goodness. Goodness. So we read a scripture like this with that in context, with that in mind. We read a scripture like this, and this is what we do with the scripture, Ecclesiastes 12, 13. We read a scripture like this, and we like, oh, we got to go after it. We got to like, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is man's all. Mm-hmm. Now, when we read that, see, Danny, Ryan, we got to do his commandments. Oh, but what commandments are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Now, when it says his commandments, it says capital H there, right? Yes. His commandments, God's commandments, fear God and keep his commandments, right? His commandments is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. What is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have commanded us to do? Now, what we end up doing with that scripture as mm-hmm. New Testament believers, 
I'm telling you, we're going to get into this because we just laid the foundation that is grace and grace alone. You can't work it. You can't do nothing to earn it. He is actually a gift from God. Mm -hmm. Then we go, well, we need the moral law. Well, what's mm -hmm. the moral law? Well, let's go to Exodus 20. Exodus 20 mm -hmm. tells you the moral law. Fear God and keep his moral laws. But this is man's all. Okay. I believe here... Ecclesiastic is being prophetic. Why? Because we know, and we're going to get to the next scripture, which I don't want to hurry up and get. So, so we could let's assume that this is saying right here, Ryan, mm -hmm. the, the 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 moral law, right? Because we got the right. Abrahamic law, yep. we got the Mosaic law, and we got the moral law, right? The, the 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 Mosaic law. Many people confuse the moral law with the Mosaic law, even though Moses is given the Ten Commandments. They're not the Mosaic law. Mosaic laws are the 613 laws. These are God's moral law that he gave. And, and the Ten Commandments are, you shall have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any grave images. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord in vain. I say thy and these and thou for those who, uh, who wants the King James Version. Remember the Sabbath day and, and keep it holy. Honor your father and mother. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal. That's what we're talking about. And that's the commandment of what we're talking about in Ephesians 2 when it talks about the works. We got to actually do these works and then that validates that we are Christian. Mm -hmm. That's not where to be found in the New Testament. Nope. Right? Nope. Now nope. we're going to get into this because it's going to mess people up. Danny, do you do you do you not believe in in the? Listen, I believe the Ten Commandments are for what they are. Mm -hmm. They were given to the specific group of people, Israel, for a specific group of time to do things. Mm -hmm. Can we learn from them? Absolutely. Is that what we're talking about in the New Testament? Well, let me have you be the judge of it. So, let's go to the New Testament as we look at what commandments mean in the New Testament. We know what the commandments mean in the Old Testament. I just broke it three, three separate laws down. I, I just told you a commandment because what happens is, Ryan, when we hear scriptures in the New Testament that says, oh, obey Jesus' commandments, we automatically go to moral law commandments. Mm -hmm. We automatically go to the Ten Commandments. Yep. That's not what Jesus means or that's not what they mean when they're talking about Jesus. This yep. has to be clarified. If this is not clarified, what ends up happening, Ryan, is that we still are working on being saved by actually trying to be good. Yep, yep. yep. And, 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 and let me help you. Being good doesn't make you saved. Being good is a byproduct of salvation. Oh, oh. I'm going to say that again. Yep. Being good don't make you saved. What makes you saved is what Jesus did on the cross. Being yep. good is a byproduct of your salvation, is of you accepting this gift. Yeah. There's plenty of people that act good that aren't saved. There's plenty of people that are saved that don't act good. A hundred percent. I mean, let's just let's just call it what it is, because that is the truth. That is the truth. There's a whole bunch of people going to heaven that are jerks. But his grace extends to jerks. Yep. Right? And it's yep. weird for me. It's just the weirdest part of this, this topic. That we are always finding grace for the things that we struggle with. We don't know how to find grace for the things other people struggle with. Ooh, I feel like running out of it. Oh, my goodness. Like, we know how to receive grace. Oh, Lord, you know, I know I'm struggling in this area of my life, but I know you love me. And I know I'm your son. But the moment we see something in somebody else's life, Oh, forget the log that's in my eye. Man, you're not keeping the moral law. You're going to go to hell. And it's weird that we start the, the preaching of the gospel by hell, which nowhere in the gospel starts that way. There's nowhere in the gospel. Yep. First of all, this is going to hurt some people. This is going to hurt some of my sacred crowds. Nowhere in the gospel is there anywhere anyone proclaiming hell as a as a as a conversation to salvation yep it's true that, that's something that we have picked up it's not mm -hmm. 
in it's not biblical format, right? And then we hate that it says the goodness of God leads one to repentance, right? And so this is what we do. You're horrible. You're going to hell. Um, okay, but I thought the Jesus that you talked about saved us. Like, is it's is is he did he save me from my like what did he save me from and two, right? And so we don't know how to celebrate the godness that is in every human because we ourselves don't understand. We don't validate the godness in us. Mm-hmm. No, Oof. Absolutely. Oh. All right. So let's go to Matthew 22, absolutely. 34. Yep. Matthew 22, 30. Actually, let's go to Matthew. Yeah, let's go to Matthew 22, 34. I'm going to lay yep. some foundation. And we're going to Matthew 5, 17. Matthew 22, okay. 34 to 40 says, but when the Pharisees heard it, now this is important. Who's talking to him? Pharisees. There's not only Torah-speaking people, is the high rabbis, those who are in charge, those who believe in the Abrahamic law, the Mosaic law, the moral law. This is what they believe in, right? This is their life. This is what these are Jewish men that believe this way. They the Pharisees heard that that he has silenced the Sadducees. They gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked them a question. You know, lawyers always trying to trip you up. So he asked him a question, testing him. Literally says this. He's testing him. So he tried to do a lawyer thing, saying, I love this. He gives us his flower. Teacher. You can hear him now. Teacher. You know, he's a he's he knows he has no good intent in his heart, but teacher. Which is the greatest commandment in the law? Now, my question to you is what law he's talking about when he says, which is the greatest commandment? He's talking about the moral law, the ones that we just read. That's what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. The first and great commandment is what? You shall love. Let's stop right there. Yep. Love, love. And the second one is like it. You shall what? Love mm-hmm. your neighbor as yourself. Now, this is this is awesome because he, he covers within this next statement. Because remember, they were just giving him moral law. He wanted to cover Abrahamic law, moral law, and Mosaic mm-hmm. law. So yep. this is what he did. He said, I'm not going to also cover the Torah. I'm going to cover the Tanakh. I'm going to cover it all. So you can understand. He says this. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Mm-hmm. First of all, you're only asking about one, which is the moral law. I know that you have 613 Mosaic laws that are out there. You have also all these prophetic laws that are out there. I'm going to cover the whole gamut and tell you all of these are covered by Love of God and love of neighbor. Now, did I write that down? No. So that keeps it simple. That's like things are changing. So there's a shift happening from an Old Testament point of view to a New Testament point of view. I'm not doing the shifting. Jesus is doing the shifting. But is he shifting? I wouldn't use that word. I used it because that's what many people do. Oh, he changed. No. The word... Here is the word fulfilling. Mm-hmm. According to Matthew 5:17, Matthew 5:17, Matthew 5:17, do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to what? Fulfill. Uh, yep. That word to make full, to cause to abound, to furnace, to render, to complete. Is that not the Hebrew definition? I mean, the Greek definition that's in front of you right now, Ryan? It is. Yep. Yep. So that nothing shall be wanted to full measure. Fill to the brim. Literally, it means fill to the brim. To make complete in every particular. To render perfect. Yep. He came to fulfill the law and the prophets. He said, you're not going to trip me up with the moral law. He says to, to these 
Pharisees, listen, all the law and the prophets hang on love. Love. So I, I, I want folks to understand it because from this moment on, we have to begin to, when, when we start hearing stuff like obey Jesus' commandments, Jesus is not talking about, I know this is going to hurt some of y'all. He's not talking about moral law commandments. He's talking mm. about the commandments of love. He keeps it really simple for us believers. He said, you can accomplish the full 10 commandments with love. Now, people say, well, we got to get to the, no, let me help you. If you've never seen this, they will teach you this in any seminary school. So this is not nothing that new. But let's look at the 10 commandments one more time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you what Jesus is doing. But again, for us, the fluidity, not, not to like, oh, I got to do this and this. Is, is, no, it's love. Love is big. And we're going to get to in, in, in a couple of podcasts from now, what is love? Because we really, I think we need, we need I, I say, Ryan, that we need a baptism, baptism in, in grace and a baptism in love, understanding both mm -hmm. of those. Yep. So yep. You, shall, you shall have no other gods before me. That's against who? God, right? Yep. You shall not make any unto thee any graven image. That's against who? God, right? Yep. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord in vain. That's against who? God. Okay. Yep. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy is against who? God. God, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Honor your father and mother is against who? God. God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Thou shalt not kill is against who? God. Well, I would say well, it's against well, who? Your neighbor, right? Yeah, your neighbor. Yep. Thou shalt not commit the adultery. Last three. Yeah. It's against three. who? Neighbor. All right. So this is pretty simple. Yep. Love God. Love neighbor. Yep. So what he does is what you call moral law. I put it into one simple term, love. <laughs> there you go. It's not rocket science. Right yep. now, let's get to the nitty gritty of I'm doing what a lawyer does. Even though a lawyer tried to trip up Jesus, I'm not tripping up Jesus. I believe Jesus, but I'm going to, I'm going to, let's go. Let's build on the case that if, if Ryan, if love is the commandment that's talked about in the New Testament, build it for me. Let me see. I'm going to let you read the next two verses. Let us see okay. how do you build the case? How do you build the case, Ryan, to me and telling me, bro, listen, Jesus fulfilled the commandments. And he basically is asking us to do one thing and love. He's like, keeps it simple. He says, like, take everything that you heard in the Old Testament. And I give you one word to go after. And that's love. Show me that in scripture and show me how to how to read through that. So you want me to go with John? John 13, 34, yep. Uh, yep, so we'll do John 13, 34, and 35. Yep. Um, and it says, a new commandment I give to you. Remember, this Ooh. is Jesus talking. A new commandment. I looked up, new right there means freshness. It doesn't mean getting rid. It means it's making it fresh. So a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. It's a lot of love in, in two verses. Love, love, love. So he says a new commandment, a fresh. It's like, it's like somebody breathing fresh fire. You know what happens when fire starts burning out? What they start telling you? Start fanning it, right? Start blowing yep. on it, right? And when you blow fresh wind on it, what happens? It it, it it nice that fire. This yep. is what this is what Jesus is doing here. He's blowing on a concept that was always from Genesis one. Like this is not yep. like we get this today. This is from Genesis one. Like this yep. is not something that Jesus is like I'm a fan the flame throughout time. You have made it about a lot of things, and this is where Jesus is making it clear. The 613 laws that the Mosaic laws that you have made it is about a lot of things. I'm going to simplify it for you because I don't want to make it about a lot of things. I want to make it about the thing. The yep. thing is love. Go ahead. Yep. And then John 15, verse 10 through 13. 
It says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment. Hold on right there. Hold on right there. So Jesus is saying, if you want to know what Jesus' commandment is, because for those who like, I, I still don't believe this. It's, I'm gonna, we, we're trying to keep it as simple as possible. You, yep. you're about, you just told me that he says, if you keep my commandments, right? Now, yep. many people, Ryan, you can be honest. How many times have many people have quoted this and they met the moral law? That That's that's all they know. So that they've said it. That's all I've heard. All we've ever heard. But you, you know, Jesus said you better keep his commandments. Yep. But we we are distorting what Jesus means by he says, keep my commandments. Yep. He's not telling you I'm looking at these moral codes. What he's telling you is, what is it? You you're about to read it. This is my commandment. What are you what is your commandment, Jesus? Yep. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. So the commandment of Jesus is that we do what? Love one another as he has loved us. Oh, my goodness, man. That's it. If we focus on, I know so many, you don't even understand, Ryan, and I know you understand. I'm just saying this out loud. (laughs) You know how many people I've heard over the years? Oh, we so lovey. We talk about love, love, love. I'm going to say this to that person. We don't talk enough about love. We don't talk enough about grace. We think we have the corner on grace and we think we have the corner on love. We haven't even begun to start the revelation of what kind of love that Jesus is wanting to display. He told us this is how the world's going to know. The world's not going to know by how many sermons you preach, how many. He, he didn't say, he didn't go down a list of get a church, make sure you have a good worship team, make sure you have a, a great or or to someone that can actually articulate so great and, and eloquent and, and has his stuff yep. tidy. He say we didn't have the 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 the, the seeker sensitive church with a one hour. He didn't say none of that is what the world's gonna look at to see how they know who he is. Yep. But he does say one thing: loving one another is how the world is gonna see who he is. Many yep. people are worried about evangelism. I, I say this, stop worrying about evangelism and start worrying about loving because loving will lead people to who he is. I just, I just had a conversation with a friend about that last night where they, they were saying that they were doing a series on evangelism. And I was like, so basically like cold talking to people you don't know about Jesus. And they're probably going to look at you and be like, yeah, I heard of Jesus. And I'm like, why don't we just focus on building relationship, loving people, them feeling love from you? And they they wonder, why are you like this? And you say, why well, no Jesus? There's your evangelism plan, not the ABCs of how to give them verses Romans 6.23 and 3.23. And let's go, through the Romans let's go to the Revelation and then come back to this. How about you just say, Hey, I love your shoes. Like those are sweet. Or you go to a coffee shop. Hey, what's the top coffee? Or I love coffee, you know, and you just strike up a conversation. Just be nice. Be Jesus. I love. That's why I always tell you, like, we just got to be Jesus. Be Jesus. He said your love and your love for one another. So this is the powerful thing. It's not only your love for him. Our love for one another. Which, which you think about that. Think about this command. You're talking about breaking the commandments. Oh, well, you're not going to make sure that online still. No, no, no. Listen, Keep, I, he's keeping it simple. Love one another. Like, you know how hard it is for Americans to love one another? There's so many people that claim they're Christians in this country. And oh. the fathers from the truth is that they don't even know how to love. Listen, I just got barked at by somebody last night. You know, we, we, <laughs> <laughs> and and this board member from this church barked at me like it just went at me. And I'm like, where's the love of Christ in all of this? And I know people see people do this. We do this as Americans because we so capitalistic driven. Well, you know, <laughs> when it's time for business, business is business, you know. And whoa, whoa, whoa. 
So I'm going to take off the love of Christ because I feel like I have some moral obligation or I feel like I'm right about something. So I'm going to now impose sanctions on people where Jesus says that is the opposite of what he tells you to do. He said to love those who hate you, love those who talk about you, love those who despitefully use you. He literally oh. love is his thing. But this is what we do in Christendom. Well, you know, it's business. It's, no, 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 no. I'm in the business of the kingdom. And I, I truly, I truly think that I, God, God knows that us as humans, our, our attention span is not good. And the, and we can't, we can literally not, we can't follow that much. So it's like, Hey, let's just simplify this. Why don't you love me and love people? And it'll probably take care of everything that like it's supposed to take care of. Just love, just love people and love me. And, 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 and we're probably good. Instead of asking him to even understand what that means. Right. Because yep. we're going to go into that when we talk about the law of love. These next yep. two weeks, we're going to be talking about the law of Christ. Right. Yep. But but ask him what it means. So we only have time for the next two verses because they so yep. long. Yep. And then and then we'll jump into Galatians, uh, Ryan, when we get back. So yep. I'm, I'm going to tackle first John two and you can tackle first John three. But sure. this is this is one that people quote to me all the time and they yep. don't read it in context. Yep. Remember, I tell you guys, as we study the Bible, I, I me and Ryan can't stress this enough. Enough. When you read the Bible, don't read a verse. Read the whole chapter. Context mm -hmm. is king. I send out a verse every morning to my family. But before I do, I'm reading the chapter because I want to get it inside of me. I want to get the feel of it. And sometimes, even this morning, Ryan, there's a, I send a different scripture to my family because mm -hmm. I knew contextually they will view the scripture that I send them in a wrong light. So Ooh. what I did is I, I stopped myself. I'm saying, I'm not going to send this to them because contextually, they really do not know what this means. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was, the I know you and I look at the same uh, uh, yeah. Bible verses in the morning. It was yeah. about the narrow road. Right. Yeah. And, and so, so I didn't send that to them because again, contextually people take Matthew 5, 13 and 14, totally out of context. They use it as a heaven and hell thing. That is not the context there. The context is that Jesus is the Jesus is that narrow road, right? And yep. doing the things that he's asking you to do is the yeah. is the road that leads to life. The road yeah. that leads to destruction, the broader road, is doing it the way other people has always done it. So he's literally yep. talking about everything that I just talked about in the last three chapters. That's yep. the narrow road. The narrow road is not like to live a perfect moral life to make to heaven, which is what people preach it as. It's not that. The narrow yeah. road is actually living out Jesus out loud. He said, that's going to be the ones that people, that means when you get angry, few people are going to choose the narrow road of Jesus. They're going to take the broad road of everybody else where, well, I'm going to get angry right back. No, choose the narrow road, which is no, love that person that's, that's hating you. Yep. No, that's, I'm glad you said that because that is going to bring a lot of people, listeners, freedom, because I guarantee, because I never heard it said a different way. Like I, when I read, when I read today's daily verse, I went back and read the chapter because I know I've heard it many times. And then I looked at various commentary and I'm glad I have a commentary that actually said exactly kind of what you said. And I'm like, Yes, it's not talking about a heaven and hell thing. And that's what everyone preaches as. And that's like yeah. the verse that, verse that they bring up, people bring up on YouTube that's like, you should be terrified of this verse. And I'm like, because I've heard that preached. No, like, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And even the next out. verse after that, when Jesus talks about in verse 21, 22, 23 here, hey, you guys know that listen to the podcast, Ryan and I just like to take sidetrack. We'll take a sidetrack for a second. Even the, the <laughs> like when it says... Uh, Many shall say in the last days that we not prophesy your name. Yep, yep. That's in context of basically what he's saying is that many people are going to think they're going to be saved on their own merit. Yep. You're only yep. saved by me. That is yep. really what he's saying. We take that yep. as like, oh, he's going to say, she's going to take the back. She's like, oh, um, uh, I'm just going to read it. Matthew 7, 20, 21. Yep. Because again, people yep. take this out of context. We're going to pause. First John 2, real quick. 
this this is this is needed because I get like I've had this conversation when I was new when I was new to Christianity and I read this and no one could really clarify it in a in a way that was any different. It was almost like if I don't live perfect, like I'm I'm screwed essentially. And and I know people have asked me about this verse a lot. Um, so, so I think this is this is needs to be said. So in context, remember the the, the beware of force. So after enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate that broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. Now, people add eternal life. That's not what it is. It nope. says life, like everyday living. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> everyday living, right? And there are few who find it. Few people would tell me that only a few people are going to heaven. Because No, that's not what it's talking about. <laughs> what are we talking about? That's not what it. He's talking about in your everyday life, few people are going to find the way of Jesus, how, how to communicate with one another. Doesn't mean that they're not going to go to heaven. Doesn't mean that Jesus don't love them. It just means that his way is so higher than our way. It's difficult to be like Jesus 24 hours and seven days. We're going to use the what we've been talking about a lot of times, right? We've been talking about uh, the flesh versus the spirit. We've been talking about, right, these two different distinctives, right? whether I'm going to live in my old nature or my new nature, right? That is yep. literally what he's talking about. Are you going to live in your old nature? You're going to live in your nature. Living in the new nature is narrow. Not many people want to live in the new nature. A lot of people want to live in the old nature. That doesn't have nothing to do with salvation. Yep. Then it talks yep. about beware of false prophets, right? Yep. Then, yep. Then, he, then in verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. This is where we get the whole thing. Meaning, there's no other way, <laughs> no other way to heaven except accepting what Jesus fully has done. Why? Why do I know his means and consequences? But he who does the will of my father, who is the will of the, what is the will of the father? That we obey Jesus, that mm -hmm. we look at Jesus for who he is, that we look at for what he's done on the cross, Right. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not cast out devils in your name? Have we not wonders in your name? Meaning, I did these things and this validate my entry to, meaning that what I have done validates me into the kingdom. Yep. No, yep. only what Jesus has done validates you into the kingdom, not what you have done. Yep. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. You who have... Don't look at Jesus for being Lord, King, owner, meaning salvation is the way he says it, not you. He owns what salvation looks like, not your moral code, not what you can do. This is yep. the context of what it's saying, not in the context of, a, oh, if you've done something bad, he's, he's not even going to know you. You got to go out. We use this as a heaven and hell thing. And it has yep. nothing to do with that in context. That's why I tell you context is king. Why? Because of the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount is not dealing with just high moral grounds. It's dealing with difficult subjects like if you look at a woman with lust. Mm -hmm. Meaning everyone looks at a woman with lust, right? <laughs> Meaning he took it to the extreme. He took all these positions to the extreme so that he can know I'm the only thing that's going to bear your sins. Mm -hmm. you yep. can't bear it for yourself that's yep. the context that this means now we went long long let's just let's let's still read first john hopefully someone got something out of that out of the bible so this morning i didn't send that to my family because i was like you know what they're not going to understand the context of it and until we talk about this in context i'm not just going to send it to them so i send them another scripture and we moved on let's go to first john 2 3 11 people we, we started talking about taking things out of context that's where we went down direction I know this is a longer podcast for some. We're still not even done with, like, we're not even halfway through this. But nope. uh, <laughs> but we're going to read these two next verses so that we can land the plane. It says in 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 to 11. 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 to 11. Now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Oh, look at that tune. You got to keep his commandments, man. You got to keep the moral law. You got to keep this law that he tells you. To, okay, let's see if that's what Jesus means here. Uh, actually, he's not yet. Let's see if this is what John means about Jesus, right? Uh, let's see if John is explaining this way. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is I. See, you're a liar, man. You don't keep the moral law. Oh, okay, let's look at what John is going to talk about. 
By this we know that we are him. He who has says he abides in him, are himself to walk just as he walked. Brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have heard from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you heard from the beginning. Again, a new. Now, this seems like he's mixing all of this up. Is it new? Is it old? No. He's like, listen, it's fulfilled. Again, a new commandment I write to you, which meaning to the people that he's talking to, you heard this before. You heard Jesus say it. You heard my other counterparts. But let me refresh it to you again. That's what that's what John is meaning. He's not confusing going no new and old. He's like, you people that are contextually are speaking to us, you already heard this. But let me bring it back to you like if you heard it for the first time. Which this is true to him. And you, uh, let's do it again. A new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in him and you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. And he who loves his brother abides in the light. So here, light and darkness, the heaven and hell that you may think that this is talking about is not. It's you again, somebody can make the argument, yeah, this is all moral. No, it's 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 abiding in love. <laughs> it's abiding in love. The context of this commandment is not hating your brother. Meaning, how do you walk in the light of Jesus? By loving neighbor. And there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walketh notness and does not know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. So the context of this, when Jesus is saying, if you don't keep his commandment, you're a liar. What is he talking about, Ryan? Is he talking about the Ten Commandments here? No. No. He's he's. He's talking about the new commandment that we just discussed, like several verses back, just lo like loving, loving your neighbor, loving your brother, loving people. That's what we're talking about here. That's, that's what that's, that's what he's that's talking what about in context. I mean, if you're if you're abiding, you love you. You're in love. You're loving. A hundred percent. Now, for those who don't really believe John is talking about this, we're going to go right to the next chapter. First John, chapter three, verses yep. twenty one and twenty three. For those who say, well, it only says commandment, not commandments. Well, he said commandments, and I'm going to show you what he said, commandment and commandments. Yep. First John chapter 3, verse 21 to 23. You're going to read it. Yep. Okay. So, beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment, which basically is saying love one another is the commandment that he gave to us from John 13, 34. Did I write that down? No. Did you write that down? No. This is the commandment he gave us. We got to stop. We add so much barriers in religion, Ryan, because we are so confused about our identity. Yep. And once we find out our identity, I believe all this will become simple to us. This is yeah. simple, right? Yep. All these rules and regulations that we put in out there, the do's and don'ts of what we think is behavior modification or, or what Chad called uh, the grace police, all of it is because those who preach in this stuff do not know their own identity. And don't understand who they are in Christ. I do believe this. This is what religion does. Religion is a masquerade for true identity in Christ. I'm going to say that again. Religion is a masquerade. So we complicate Christianity. We complicate what it is to be saved. We complicate what it is to be salvation. Because remember, salvation is not a complete product, right? Because it says you're saved, you're being saved, and you're going to be saved. So there's still a part of us that's going to be saved outside of this world. Right. And so we get caught up because we don't know how who we are and how much we love. So because we don't know that we love, we look at everything to skewed vision. And then we want to put these rules because we believe, man, you know, God can't really love me for me. So I'm going to put these rules that I put on myself. I'm going to start preaching them for everybody else. And, and, and the scripture keeps it simple. It's about love. Love is the commandment of G the law of Jesus. Now, we're going to get into this next week. This is the introduction to the law of Jesus, the law of Christ. The law of Jesus is love. 
Now, we, we, we are moving towards this and we're showing his commandments, but the actual verbiage we're going to use is coming up in next week's podcast. We're going to talk about the law of Christ because the word talks about the law of Christ and the law of Christ is love. We're going to talk about that next week. I mean, this to me is a, such a needed topic, Ryan. I'm getting so blessed out of it. Man, I'm going to let you land the plane. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I really hope today brought a lot of encouragement because I know probably a lot of our listeners are, are, are big studiers of, of the scripture. And I, I mean, I found, and I've heard a lot of people say that the more you study and, and understand, you'll realize that it's not so complicated, but we've really overcomplicated the scripture by trying to have the right verse on your tongue at, at every moment. And trying to almost direct people on how to live when in reality, Jesus really made it quite simple, you know, love, love me and love people. And that's, that's really how I'll end this podcast really like this week, as you hear this, and then as you're, you're waiting for the next one, literally spend time with, with Jesus, love him, love people that you encounter um, and be Jesus for this world. That's probably how I'll end the next couple podcasts is like, be Jesus, love people. A moment. Hey, we love you guys. Love you guys. Maranatha. It's great to have my brother back. Shalom. We'll talk to you guys next week. Yep. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the wave ministries. Visit the wave for more information.